0: Listeners, and welcome to God Brew, the podcast where two friends talk about two of the best things in the world, fish and beer. I am the Lizza.
1: And I am not drinking the juice. I am the kid. Whatever that
0: means.
1: (laughs) You are just like high on life right now.
0: Because I love fish and beer. (laughs) That's all I think about all the time, every second of every day. Oh yeah, yeah, dog. Word. We have actually a really interesting segment on both fronts of this podcast today. Like, there there are topics I don't think that have been talked about a lot within both segments, and I have a a lot of opinions. I have a lot to say (laughs) about both. You always have a lot of opinions. No, that's not true. That's (laughs) not true.
1: That's totally true. It's
0: not true. You constantly uh, fucking ridicule me for saying <laughs> that I just love fish over and over and over and I have nothing positive to contribute. Okay. So this time, I actually, re- both these topics, uh, as I said, I don't think have been talked about before. Oh, sweet. I really think there's a, like fresh new topics. So let's kick us off on the fish one. <coughs> I know this topic for you on your Facebook page uh, has got the most. It talks about hits i don't even fucking know how yeah, it got a lot works of yeah, yeah but but so let's let's kick it off what well, are we talking about for fish today
1: well um let's talk about what needs to be talked about before we can talk about that and that is the simulcast how do you feel um about the simulcast in general because i feel like we're new fish fans so we have a very specific uh perspective and then sure. i'll talk about the other perspective and Sure, sure.
0: So I'm still like riding the fucking electric fucking fumes of uh, New Year's, the New Year's run. I listened to... You
1: didn't go to this. You didn't watch the simulcast of New Year's. You went to every show.
0: That's untrue, sir. I watched it. You had it. You had the simulcast of New Year's and I watched it Yo, we watched that the day after.
1: I'm saying you were at every show. I
0: was at every show. I'm still riding high on those shows. Yeah. I listened to 1229, the Saturday show, which is hands down the best show of the run yeah yeah. pretty much like four times a day yeah um but yes the topic today is simulcasts first of all out the gate i understand kind of what you want to talk about today but i think that we are very lucky in that i don't know of any other band in the world that like records their concerts and offers their fans at home who can't make it to the shows access to the shows i think
1: that's pretty cool well anyway I, I think. Um, post. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think it is incredibly gracious and amazing, and it's something uh fantastic, and it's a part of technology today that I embrace because when I know I can't be at a fish show, I have the opportunity still to watch it in real time and experience it for it happening in the moment. That being said, it will never replicate. Uh, What it's like to be there. And the reason is because of the topic that we're trying to get into today, which is cameras,
1: how the simulcast is filmed. Can you stop? Camera angles. You're going like, you're diving into the deep end here. Oh, yeah. And like, we're like trying to just like more have a general conversation about about
0: simulcast in general? Yes.
1: Okay. So let's start back at the beginning. Sure. I
0: think it's great that Fish Simulcast shows.
1: You think it's great that we have the opportunity to watch the simulcast?
0: Sure, dude. My heart would break if I was a fish fan and I knew I couldn't see the show.
1: Right. So, I mean, that's generally most of like the older fish fans' like perspective on it.
0: Because they didn't have access to simulcasts when they were early. Yeah, when they exactly the internet didn't exist. So yeah, I was going to say
1: it's like it's like someone in our you know our generation being like oh like. You, you guys grew up with a computer in your house. Like, at one point, a computer was like a nice thing. At one point, like, color TV was a nice thing. It was like yeah, what rich I, people had. You yeah, know? I experienced so,
0: all of those technological waves for yeah, sure. Yeah, but compared
1: to that shit, this is like fucking magic. <laughs> like, science hasn't been able to figure it out yet. So, people that don't know it's science think it's magic. Sure. Like, that's where we're at right now with certain, uh, like, age group fans, like, especially like the older fans that are from Deadhead era. Like, could yeah. you imagine if simulcasts existed during the Dead? they'd be huge like i think their fan base do you think would they'd be the have largest have more band fa- yeah ever. so
0: you think they would have more fans than they do now
1: if the internet existed during the dead i think yeah. they'd be fucking everywhere hmm. see that's <laughs> an
0: interesting point because i feel like the opposite is true i feel like so many of my friends who are older fish fans love them because of like all of the work they had to put into following them like a lot of my older fish fans, you know, everybody talks about like the tape trade and like what you used to have to do to get access to this music. Yeah, the live recordings. Pre-internet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I actually grew up uh, in high school with this kid who was like that with Zeppelin. Yeah. And he would go around trying to collect all these live recordings of Zeppelin. So when I met, you know, some fish heads who started doing that and, you know, J3PO was telling us stories of, you know, trading tapes and stuff. It's just like, I get it. I was just never into music that way.
0: Sure, me neither. Like,
1: I In didn't a collect shit. Like, way. This kid had fucking just blue Tupperware bins that you would get at like Home Depot just full of fucking CDs. And the CDs were just every single live recording he could get of Led Zeppelin that he could find. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And again, this is the closest, obviously, and the most, I think now that I listen to the music, like, I do collect it as well. But I don't think... Is that fish or just access, anyone? Just fish. I yeah. don't really collect music, live sure. music of anybody. Sure, sure. Um, I don't think having the access, access has changed yeah. those people, though. Right. I think those people have always been the same type of people. So, collectors. Right. We're talking about collectors. It's like the pin, the pin people. <laughs> like you know, everybody collects shit. Fish shows, it's just very specific. <laughs> Poster kids, like there's all of them. Like there's a collection for each person who wants to subscribe. And some people, it's like just the shows. The shows are just enough subscription enough that they apply to. So they try to just subscribe to all of them. And I think the simulcast makes that more accessible and still makes that cool. Although let's call it what it is if we're really gonna call it what it is. And you have to pay and it's $24 for that simulcast. I think that's steep. Who cares? I think that's steep to still even be in the moment. I think what a lot of fish fans do and people just don't talk about it is they just know people who stream like it. Stre- stream the stream. Yeah. So like yeah, everybody's yeah. sharing it for free Yeah. and like might chip the dude like a couple dollars that you can now like access to people so many different ways that like no one like that's cool. I like those things. So the way that works on Facebook is that like there's a group chat that's just like massive. And then you like massively or um, massively you magically get a, like a PM from someone being like, here's the link. Good show. And then you get like re like reverted to like a YouTube page where it's just playing and it's in real time. And it looks great because generally that person's bought like the high end 4K is like streaming the best one.
0: Yeah, That's dope.
1: I watched the whole 28th and 29th that way on the Internet that part was really cool and the experience and like being in the chat rooms, people are dropping like random fish facts and like being super cool and shit. And you're watching it like as it's happening, like that keeps me more active than even now. I think it's the best way that I've ever watched the simulcast in my apartment. So now I have like a projector on the table. It like points up at the big white wall that I have in my apartment and it just blows it up really big. And like that even immerses me more. And like you're saying, it's still not the same as a show. But what drives me mad about that is as theatrical as I can make it, the fucking camera angles are so fucking terrible. And the way the show is shot, it's going to sound great. Obviously, it's just the the mix from the board. But like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Fire the director, or not the director. I did this on, uh, this is my comment on Facebook. I was just like, I don't know what it is about the simulcast, but Fish needs to fire. At first, I think I said uh, the director. But as it turns out, like, obviously, a bunch of people in the group are AV people, and they're actually, it's not the director, it's the producer. And apparently, the way this works, and one of the explanations I got as to why these camera angle shots are bad, is because the producer only meets with people of the venue and people who are actually shooting the show who are like two freelance dudes. So they haven't actually scoped the space out. Sometimes they've never heard fish before in their lives and they just like run around the stage, one guy with one camera, one guy with another camera, and then they just have like a wide angle shot, like the Corroda view. And like the one common theme that comes out in this entire group, the one solution to this problem that everybody has that's the same, but the technology in terms of the person who is viewing it doesn't exist yet is for the power of the viewer to choose their angle. So if I'm watching the simulcast, I can just pick and the, you know the screen just has the three options and when I select it it magnifies one of them. It'd be like red zone channel but instead of them showing you what's happening, you have all the feeds and you can just pick which that one. That doesn't exist in life. You can't Not control yet. anything. Not yet. <laughs>
0: You just see, like, whatever. You just said like 800 things that I have replies to, and I forget all of them because you talk for like two straight minutes. So, first Uh. of all, going all the way back, I think it's super cool that we have access to live versions of shows. And I think that makes us spoiled fans. And I can't even imagine what the people back then must have had to do. About like waiting a week to get a tape to listen to a tape, and yeah. then and then think about how shitty the quality of that tape must have yeah, been. Yeah, you had to so use like Maxwell twos or to some shit. Point, to your point, to your point, no matter how shitty the simulcast angles are, you're still getting the musical live feed, and nothing will ever fuck with that, right? right. Yeah.
1: Except the internet. Sometimes it skips and then, fucks my What time.
0: you said. You said arenas have camera people employed through the venue and it's not fish people. No no no. I so completely don't agree with that. No, right? no, no, no. I think so that's there's true.
1: one producer <laughs> that's sent from Fish's team. Correct. And he kind of is like the overseeing guy. But the people who are working, the camera guys. Like, those are independent contractors. Those are people just hired guns, just come in to, like, shoot shit. So
0: then who decides, cut to this camera, cut to this camera, cut to this camera? The fucking producer. Who's making that call? The producer. And that person's from Fish.
1: Yes. He needs to be fired, in my opinion. He needs to be gone. So this terrible. is actually
0: a super interesting uh, topic for me because <laughs> I was at, as you said, I was at New Year's Eve. I okay. was there. I was at the venue, right? Yeah. So after the fact, uh, we had watched it on the simulcast and you got that, what, like off Facebook streaming <laughs> for free or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So then I got to see the camera angles point of view, which, yes, I tell you is not very good. But trying yeah. to figure out how to film somebody who's floating in the air is not super easy. Oh, my God. Okay. Now
1: you're just fast forwarding to like... The sh- like that was the shittiest shot thing. I've ever I seen All I want to say life. is to the point you were just <laughs> saying about
0: having somebody edited it is yeah. I heard on fish.com edited it. I heard on fish.com, you know how you can go to media that yeah. they were running a video of, uh, say it to me Santos on that website, on their website. So when I heard that I immediately went on to it because Mike, version? yeah, Mike was wearing a GoPro yeah and i was like it's weird to to me that we didn't see any footage from the gopro if you go on fish.com the video they have that playing say it to me santos has images from mike's gopro (laughs) cut in and they're like honestly the two coolest shots like i've ever seen i would forego watching the entire video just to see like literally two seconds from his like gopro they should just recorded the whole (laughs) thing from there
1: i don't know know if i want to see that either (laughs) Dude, he zooms up and down. The times that'd be like motion sickness central. Like the thing with for me is is that again, a lot of the show from a simulcast perspective is that you're not really interested in the way that like a music festival or like Bonnaroo or those things are shot, where these guys are getting like up close to people and they're like running into the crowd and like doing whatever. Like Fish is pretty like sedentary in their movements. Like that's why the Vegas show was crazy that they were on the wireless system. They were just like running around the stage and going fucking nuts. They never do shit like that. Right.
0: So it's your point of view and J3PO's point of view and a lot of fans point of view that you don't want any camera angles. You just want them to set up a camera like facing the stage and have it like zoomed in enough where you can see the four standing on the stage or being on the stage. And that's that. So
1: no, I want to take it one step further. I want that, but then I also want three other shots. I want.
0: you want to pick when you want to swap
1: in between them yes no 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 sorry i want four other shots i want <laughs> one on each of them and right. one on each of them so i can see right. their hands correct each one of their hands is or however they're playing mike or um fishman it would be like zoomed out on the kit so i can see him working the kit right and then that's it i would want kuroda's view those four camera angles that's it <laughs> <laughs> and then i get to that's choose. like
0: pretty much what they do they just pick the worst no times way. to switch between the cameras Dude,
1: you just mentioned fucking new year's and how they were on the front of the stage underneath the fucking dancers Either shooting, shooting people, up their like fucking crotches, crotches. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like crotch shots it was terribly shot man like but i don't best, feel in the, the wrong best, saying the that. best
0: camera angle was the one just staring at the stage because yes, like you every- when you see all the People on the wires together with the lights, with the smoke, with the coloring. It looked cool.
1: So, don't we agree? (laughs) 100%.
0: I'm not saying I like the way that they cut and shoot camera angles. I think it's horrible. Most of the time, it's horrible.
1: You're fired. Yeah, most of the time, it's
0: horrible. I'm just saying. I think that they think it's <laughs> special getting that close or getting seeing you know them play a certain part. Like that's what you can't see if you're in the audience.
1: I just think it's very obvious that the people running the cameras don't know fish, so they're just like I would agree. They're, they're just shooting the I concert shots the same way they would shoot any concert shot. And yeah, a lot I, would, of the I would. agree. It's like, and it's dumb because they're actually just running around equipment. So because they're so like solid in their movements, like Trey really just turns to his like steps up to his pedal board or turns to his rack.
0: No, man. Gordon, Trey like jumps around. He and jumps up smiles. and down in the space. You want to see what's going on up in there? The that only guy's time mind.
1: unless he's like super into it and running around, like only time he's like leaning over is to talk to members of the band.
0: You no, know, sometimes he's dancing. Sometimes he's on a trampoline. But still, sometimes on his he's rug, using a he megaphone. Never <laughs> his octagon rug,
1: like he's always like right there to interesting
0: he's interesting to watch (laughs) he is he's very interesting to watch
1: and page can't move he's fucking stuck
0: (laughs) yeah page and fisher (laughs) locked down.
1: yeah i mean unless page uses his keytar and how often does mike move from his spot again you're you're trying to say that they're more animated than they are and i think you're coming off of seeing them in vegas where they again ran around the stage both of them
0: so what what would you propose is the answer to this quandary to, the, to the, shitty, the shitty shots. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, if, what if, would if you're you telling me to it?
1: if it? If you're telling me that the people producing it are going in and working with blind people every single time, they should just like survey like their fans and like obviously just like see who's listening to the simulcast through their metrics and be like, what angle, like, I don't know. First of all, if I could do it right, I'd just pick my own fucking angles. But that's not a thing. That has but,
0: nothing to do with like what they can do to make it better for you. I feel like they can that's, figure so you're talking out. You're different technology. There's
1: obviously like everywhere they go, they always do the Corotta shot. So if they're always doing the Corotta shot, like that's universal across all the venues. It doesn't matter. They've decided that's the shot we're always going to have. Pick, you have what, three camera guys in, or two in total maybe?
0: A couple, dude. I think there's like four or five. There's somebody that always stands behind the stage, somebody in front where they block off the area. And there's usually someone on each side of the stage. That's four people. So that's
1: four people. So here's the
0: long shot plus the light shot. Here's what should
1: be done. They should all be fucking on feet like they don't have to be on rigs and shit. And they would just follow their assigned person.
0: See, I think the opposite Page. of what you just said. It'd be cooler if they got them seats to sit in and Kuroda could just swing them around and control where they <laughs> want to Why would he do be. that? He's doing
1: the lights. But you're saying like it's half another. So, like it's moving. another
0: part of control. It's another controlled element he has.
1: Yeah, but if you're doing that, you're obstructing the view of the person watching the show. I guess so, so. That's also the other that's factor. That's why they have to be on their feet. Yeah, that's also the other factor. So I, the only thing right. they could do is do zone defense then. If you're not going to play man-to-man, you play zone, right? So each one of them covers Cover a specific one or two, section of the that's stage. what they should be doing. But even so, that the producer, is what they should be doing. The producer who's going to all these shows and watching all this happen, <laughs> he should know the music now by this point. He should be at least a fucking Fish fan, right? Dude, so. the kid, the kid.
0: Uh, I think that's something that we have to. <laughs> everything we're talking about is happening live. So it's really hard. Like sports, again, I guess it's the same thing as sports. You can predict kind Here's of the, what I'm the action that's happening, but it's happening do live. You, it's hard to record where, something that's happening live.
1: What shot do you want? if we're coming out of like the like soft part of Hood and like the lights are about to come back on, we're about to go to the part where like, you could be good, good, good about Hood, what camera angle would you pick? The
0: wide angle, the big angle.
1: Of, of the crowd? Yeah. I would pick Trey Vision or the crowd. You know what they picked during that part of fucking Harry Hood in the fucking simulcast? <laughs> what? A fucking light. <laughs> Again, I just don't think... The people who are manning the cameras know the band, and I don't think the producer is, like, thinking about it from the viewer's perspective at all. Like, I don't. Yeah, I mean... Maybe it's you harder might, you might be when right. you're conducting, but, I, like, I, I I, maybe know. I have a different perspective and I want different things. Honestly, I, al- here, like, I
0: also think, like, being from the tech world, like, those guys who are holding the cameras on their shoulders have to take breaks, Right. They yeah. have to take breaks. So zone
1: defense still works in this scenario. No it doesn't. How because is it not? say the
0: guy that's over on Mike's side is you know taking his 10 second break and all of a sudden you're in a part of a song where like Mike does a solo and that guy is not available so you can't cut to that guy. So you have to find another shot to cut to. I agree with J3PO where I don't care what they do and what camera angles they use at what times. I just think when I think 90% of the footage I want to see is just that the stage and then on the stage and like if I was like on the floor watching it. Yeah, but show. you
1: want to see it from as far back as Kuroda at least so you could see the lights. The lights. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Because they're thematic. So that's the point. I think it's also
0: really hard to shoot lights, dude. Like you say it like it's so easy. It's like taking a photograph when you're seeing like an amazing landscape and you're like, this is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. And then when you pull it up through your camera, it's like so flat and shitty. and You're like, I don't even want to take a picture of this. Like you're not going to get the whole glow stick or any at any angle. So they have to be coming up with something else to film because they're not going to get that for you.
1: I don't know, man. So maybe what needs to be done, if you want to think about it from that perspective, is I would think about if you're going to charge $24 a person and a lot of people are picking up the simulcast. I would love to see the overall sales for the simulcast. (laughs) It's a lot. Um, I bet it's a ton. You can invest a little more money in putting in more angles then. So the example in MSG is that in the 200 sections, there's an entire row at the front right before you get to the actual first row where there's just AV equipment. And those are like the wide angle shots for like the dudes on the television cameras with like the super zooms and shit. Yeah. Put people in those seats. Use that technology that's in. It's actually set up for that. But again, it would probably cost more money. But like, I think how something's done is just as important as doing it. And I think when you watch especially this new year's run of the simulcast, especially Madison square gardens where fish has played a ton of fucking times. Like there's no reason why the show has to be shot. So fucking bad.
0: (laughs) This, this new year's setup was exactly the same as big boat with the umbrellas going up and down. It was exactly the same. I've never seen that via simulcast. So I would actually like to revisit steam, this topic if you at watch, some other point and we can talk about how they, they yeah. changed them or it's the same. We should, should also
1: be. look at the Steam one and that's a good one because they also that's pre did. my
0: time. I've never even seen what it looks like. It, never so seen basically
1: a video. they did. That's why a lot of people were criticizing. I know what they
0: did. I've just never seen a video.
1: Oh, uh, it was great. I should go
0: do that. It's really interesting. I don't. uh, I know. I never go back and watch things. I just read about them. Yeah.
1: Have you ever seen the Bohemian Rhapsody? No. What is that '96? I've
0: also that show also is when they did the hot dog and they were flying in the hot dog and I only. I've never seen. Can you please stop that? I've only just watched that video for the first time. And I've been a fish fan for like four years. Oh, and yeah. it's never occurred to me before now to like go on the internet and like watch these things that I've never seen. Dude, you I just, just read about them.
1: I was going to say, you read about it all the time.
0: I don't like to read it for myself. It's like reading a book and watching a movie. I imagine the way it is in my head.
1: Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is like funny and awesome, but also like, <laughs> <laughs> the singing's so bad. <laughs> and the choir can't hear themselves, it's bad. But it's great that they did it, I'm into it. Well, that's my spiel on the simulcast. Fire the producer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's a positive change you would make
1: to the simulcast? I didn't. Again, I would do what What's they a did. Positive with the, change with, you would make. I would do with the lighting, what they did with the lighting. Invest more money in the lighting; you get a better show. I would invest more money. Cameras in Cameras and
0: camera angles.
1: And just uh, maybe, I would actually get people just would you would
0: you put it see like here's a cool thing you could do you could actually put it on like a three second delay and have somebody filtering the images no you could because they wouldn't have to edit it you could literally just have four screens or however many screens there are of the camera feeds and then somebody with a three second delay being like camera three camera four camera one and like them watching it and then choosing for you before what it is what it is no i think people are already doing that they're just picking the wrong things I just think, they do for sports?
1: Uh, I was going to say, I think the dude calling the shots just needs to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again and again. I'll plug it as many times. As if I keep saying it, it might become true. I just think they need, uh, again, it's really interesting how when you work in AV and you work in tech, like eventually the people who end up calling the shots have been so removed from actually doing it that they just forget that perspective. They just go like, yeah, whatever. It's just whatever. And it's like, no, because things are constantly evolving and constantly getting better, you should be evolving with it. Like now that we have like cams and cams are like reasonably like expensive, like just as much as a camera guy, you can stick it on a rig and the guy comes with his own rig and shit. That would make it smoother. And like there's all these things that they can do. I mean, again, some of these techniques are hard to implement because how it would affect the viewers perspective of it right two camera guys with shoulder cams just like dodging around stage in the darkness it's not as like obstructing as like
0: has the simulcast always been the same what do you mean i've only been a fan since 2014 you've been a fan way longer since 2010 I mean, 10,
1: that's four more years yeah
0: have you did you ever used to buy simulcasts yeah and they've always been filmed the same
1: uh yeah as far as
0: you can say there's been no upgrades yeah no to the visible
1: eye no no I mean, That's quality, fascinating. quality, That's fascinating. and like what's capable, like four, four D and four K. Yeah.
0: yeah, they're doing it in four K It's just now. resolution, which right. Shit. It just means it's more crisp. Yeah. So they're so th- basically the way they've been filming filming them has been very similar to the way they've always done. Pretty
1: it. much. I've, this has been a long frustration of mine. So I've I've had it for. As long as I can remember,
0: I'd like to revisit this topic, and we—I would like to bring on J3PO as a guest (laughs) because he's been seeing it longer than us, and he—he knows the full evolution of the simulcast. And I just want to know if maybe, like, what you're saying is happening—it's just happening slowly, so you can't see it. Sure. Like maybe there was just one camera at one point. Maybe there was two cameras. Yeah, I bet all that's true. But so he would have more commentary on the evolution.
1: But I also think you could call that for what it was like the evolution of the technology. What I'm saying is the perspective hasn't changed, which is stale at this point and needs a revisit.
0: You should research this and write a letter to whom it concerns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, the, uh, what ended up happening and I can't pull it up cause it's so old. I think I made this comment like literally like a couple of days after, uh, New, New Year's. years. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone told me the producer's name. It starts with an E. I just can't remember it. It's like Eli something. Uh huh. And I was just like, yeah, that dude should be fired. (laughs) (laughs) Never work in this town again. He's like Brad. Like Brad wasn't like ever like a terrible person. It's just like he outgrew the band and he just moved on and kept doing his managing shit for other people. Like sometimes you outgrow people. Happens in football all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice way to put it.
1: (laughs) Trying to be nice about it.
0: You're not, because you're just saying the answer is to fire the producer, or to just move them up. What advice? That's something. Give him some positive advice. Uh,
1: you should be promoted to not calling the shots, but to deciding how it's distributed. So you get to like go to the corp, like you know, I don't know, whatever. I, I'm trying to think of a job up the l- chain that like is technically a promotion for doing your service for so long, but is also like get the fuck out of here, so we can get someone in here who
0: executive producer.
1: Yeah, they don't sure. do shit. Yeah, great. <laughs> their
0: name is just on there because they give the money right so now you, are
1: you absolved of your conscience like he gets to stay with fish and he gets like promoted but we also get a new fresh look at the simulcast and possibly a better product
0: I would love to know anybody that knows anything about this like who knows what people they employ who knows how they go about so finding them I would love I to know say, about this the, some, of, some of the activity like the back
1: history some of the activity that came out of the thread was, was like a lot of guys who work camera And I actually uh, have a friend who works camera as well. Like one's uh, works for the giants. The other one works in MSG. Like they're all hired contractors. So they just like come in for like a gig and like do it and then leave. So sometimes it might be different people for hockey than it is for basketball than it is for concerts. It's just like whoever gets called in. So that's what I'm saying. It's such a random crop of people. They just have to know like, why is that? Because they're employed
0: by the venue and not by the band. (sighs) Why, why does fish and the producer not have control it over who's filming them?
1: It's so competitive. You're keeping the cost down. You can pay them the least.
0: <laughs> you, are you saying this like it's a fact or are you saying this like you think this I'm is what I'm saying they this is
1: my opinion on what I think it is. And from conversations that I've had, like this, they don't get paid too well. It's, it's not union, consistent it's work. It's a union. No, it's per diem. Everyone I've known it has The people per that per operate
0: diem. the cameras have to be part of a union. Correct. I would imagine if it was like when you need a job done, you have to call somebody within the New York Film Union.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's like a movie. But like I'm saying, like this is TV, and then we're talking about like streaming. Like not even TV for hire. Internet. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's, let's grab someone who, yeah, let's, uh, we need to revisit this topic.
0: This is a really interesting topic. This will be like part one. Let me
1: go. Asking questions
0: and inquiring and kind of opening, peeling the band, uh, peeling the banana down one
1: little strip. This is our first over arc like we're gonna have this come back part one
0: like yeah th- there'll be more parts <laughs> of this because i just find this to be incredibly intriguing and i don't think it's talked about at all and i've not read anything about it. something like, i read a lot of articles okay. i read a lot and no one has ever talked about this or written an article about this so i have no information yeah let me see let can me reach out to the group
1: it. and see if we can find a camera guy who will come on and talk about it sure man be dope be cool Sweet. all right
0: part one done Fish <laughs> all
1: right cool what do you want to go out on
0: I picked the intro song. You picked the the break song.
1: All right. uh, This 2001 from the same show made Jam Charts, which I don't really remember why because it's only a nine-minute version of uh, 2001. But I love that song.
0: Prior to it is the No Quarter, Led Zeppelin, which is maybe oh, the coolest yeah. thing I've ever
1: oh, seen so them do. Oh, let's do that.
0: Maybe the coolest thing I've
1: yeah, ever seen them do. Yeah, let's do that. You were talking titties about it.
0: You're like, titties, titties, titties. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us for this segment we will see you after this short 15 minute break
1: uh
2: the door.
0: Welcome back, guys. You are listening to episode thirty of God of the Brew.
1: Damn, we dude, got to thirty, 30 fast. episodes.
0: That's pretty cool when you think about it. Damn, it's a lot. It's a long time,
1: dude. Our podcast is middle aged. <laughs> no, that's if you try middle-aged. to do one a week, what's middle aged?
0: Pretty far. Thirty is middle aged. I still consider it.
1: Is it middle aged? No. I do. I think yeah. a lot of older people are like telling us to fuck off yeah Uh, whatever no right now i would expect i think i'm gonna live to be 100 so i would say 50s is my middle age
0: i think that's extremely optimistic oh yeah (laughs) most people live to their 70 years old seven zero
1: okay i'll push 30 (laughs) more years after that sounds great and and i'll see fish until they die same beer all right you're promising a lot about this segment
0: no so uh recently i've been doing a lot of reading as in the last segment we were talking about, I do. I like like to read a lot of articles. And there is this uh, sneaking trend kind of rising up out of nowhere. People are forecasting that 2019 is going to be the year of the non-alcoholic beer. What's that? Beer with no alcohol. What's that? <laughs> a alcoholic-free
1: beer. So that's like seltzer.
0: No, so that's like non-alcoholic beer. A beer that is brewed to 0.5% ABV.
1: So, hold on.
0: (laughs) So... I think everyone's like jumping on this trend of like dry January. You've never even heard of this. You didn't hear this when I talked to you about this, but it's a very common thing in the industry. People decide after like the holidays, after Thanksgiving, after Christmas to go into January being sober. So they're, they don't drink for a full month. They dry out. Oh yeah. That's like a big thing as part of our industry. Um, And I think before this, like months leading up to this, I had heard like mutterings of people who were talking about being a brewery that did just completely non-alcoholic beer, which that's what I'm most intrigued about. So you have these macros, right? You have Peroni, you have Heineken, you have uh, Michelob, you have all these people who are macro breweries that are diving into this field. They're coming out with like 0.0 or like non-alcoholic or like whatever, non-alcoholic beer, right, which will always be the case. People giant macros have always done this, but I'm more intrigued with like these people, these like tiny little like craft breweries that have been doing this forever since, you know, like 2000, 2010, like people who are like all about like wanting to give you the craft experience but not give the alcohol. All
1: right, so I will say so you sent me four articles uh during the break. To glaze over. over. (laughs) Um, And the one that caught my eye the fastest was uh, from Food and Wine. Um, The title is "Is 2019, the year of non-alcoholic beer. And the reason I picked it is because there's a picture of Heineken on the top of the article.
0: 0.0, that's their new beer.
1: And when you started talking about non-alcoholic beer and I started laughing, the one thing that I could think of is like, this is huge in Europe. Like non alcoholic beer is like
0: it already is big in Europe. Yeah, it's a thing. It's like totally we're projecting that this year, two thousand nineteen, is when a lot of people here are gonna start jumping on that trend. That's Cedilio. Bye. So here's what I will say about non alcoholic beer. Again, like growing up, I always knew there was like a non alcoholic beer option, right? Like, it still is. Like, all the macros. Like, there's Odul's, zero alcohol. There's Bex NA. There's Erdinger. There are Dollar, Buckler. There's a ton of these huge macro breweries who have always made non alcoholic beer. But recently, I've been reading all these articles about these tiny little pocket craft breweries who have been on this trend for a very long time. I actually think it's super cool. <laughs> And you want to know why I think that? Because I blind taste tested a non-alcoholic craft brewery from Connecticut recently, and I thought the beer was really good. Albeit like thin (laughs) and not carbonated, so they got to work on those two things. The beers were good. They tasted like normal beers to me. It was a stout and it was a pale ale.
1: That's disgusting.
0: No, I think that's super cool, man.
1: I think it's cool to like include people. I think it's cool for especially people who you know struggle with alcohol, like substance abuse problems, to have a, a means to drink something that brings them joy. I just don't from like.
0: If you could have a beer that was no alcohol that still tasted like your favorite beer, why wouldn't you want to drink that?
1: Could, because I'd rather have the beer. Like the, why? I don't know. That's like. Do you think when you tried the non alcoholic beer, it tasted like beer, right? Yeah. And you didn't get any sense of like there's no alcohol in this, it wasn't so dry None. or like nothing. None. Like it just Zero. tasted like nope. beer.
0: Yep. It's like a lighter version of the styles that I like. Yes.
1: Yeah. So when you're saying lighter, what do you mean? You keep saying like lighter and thinner. So what thin, does that mean? Thin, thin, thinner. But so <laughs> expand that. What does that thinner mean?
0: Thinner in body. They tasted like session versions of the styles that were presented to me. So I had something presented to me that was supposed to be a stout, and I was had something presented to me that was supposed to be an IPA actually. And it tasted like a just a grassy pale whatever. Fuck. So again, stylistically it didn't really make hit my points, but I think uh I didn't know that they were not alcoholic is all What's I'm saying. The I think that's amazing. Between
1: that and that soda machine I can get at Bed Bath & Beyond that lets me make soda any flavor that I want.
0: I can't believe you just said that, dude. <laughs> As a brewer, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> it's disgraceful, to be honest. Dude, that's I like actually, saying I can so, make
1: a whiskey sour that yep. tastes like a whiskey sour, but there's no alcohol Cool. So in clearly
0: it. you're not taking this seriously, <laughs> but I actually think it's a really cool thing that like breweries are out there offering <laughs> non-alcoholic versions I, of like I don't pre- craft what's beer its think about purpose. it this way what's uh, its
1: purpose because
0: if I want to fucking participate in dry January and I don't want to drink from January 1st to January 31st I think it's pretty fucking cool that there are breweries and brands out there that want to like say that's okay and still provide me with something higher quality i
1: think there's got to be a reason and maybe it's like vegemite you know where you're from australia and you get it and you just like it i think there's got to be a culture there for it for me to understand it i don't really think uh, again other than people who like are sober and sober only or like again you're you're hitting a niche market where i think there's always going to be a market no matter what so if you're just looking to see if there will be sales i feel like the answer will maybe be yes but like even so it's just like this is this to me is like someone. haven't you ever been to a
0: party or like a get-together and like you didn't want to drink but you wanted to feel
1: included Yeah, I don't need to drink a beverage to feel included. I'm, like, with people, and I think that's part of the problem, actually. I think if that's your marketing angle, you're basically saying that in order to feel social and, like, part of the party, there are certain people who feel, like, outside the group because they're not drinking, and I think that's problematic about the industry in general, and I think that's just this general idea that you have to consume in order to be a part, but... Well, My thing is it's like it's like being a vegetarian, right? You can be a vegetarian and like eat veggies and like do whatever but like do you really need to eat a veggie burger? Do you need to eat veggie fries? Do you need to eat like veggie burrito? like do you need to keep eating all these things that remind you of eating meat or can you just like enjoy vegetables being themselves, man? Come like- at
0: it from this angle. <laughs> you are an athlete. you like to jog, you like to sure. be physical, you like to be physically fit. yeah, right? Sure. Alcohol is calories. It's wasted calories. Beers are wasted calories. Okay. Don't, if you were into that, like super into fitness, still want to go out with your buddies at the end of the day and have something you can drink that tastes like beer that is still not making you feel guilty for consuming upwards of 220 calories in an IPA. And a 12-ounce glass of IPA, I would, don't you want something you can feel good about drinking and still feel like you're hanging out with your friends?
1: I would argue that the person who drinks an IPA that's 220 calories isn't slugging like 12 of them. They're drinking like two or three of them and then maybe switching over to Budweiser. <laughs> that's, like still, no one, that's still no a 1,000 calories.
0: That's still a 1,000 calories. It's your entire calorie count for a day.
1: I don't know, it's half of your you calorie count for You the don't. Day, you don't. You can't see things from my point of view. Here's what I'm saying: If you're trying to say it's diet friendly, then great, yeah, like, it is. That's cool. But like, I don't understand. Like, why? Are you, my question to you at that point is either A, like, are you drinking this because you truly like the way it tastes, or B, are you drinking this because you need to drink this to feel like you're a part of the club? And if it's B, please. Talk to someone about those that two things don't,
0: don't p- have to be. <laughs> those two things don't have to be polar opposites. They can be synonymous. That's what I'm saying.
1: I don't think they so should anyway, be connected. That's these, my point.
0: I've done a lot of research on this, and I actually think it's pretty cool because there's a lot of craft breweries out there that are doing non-alcoholic beer, and they've been doing this for a really long time. Right,
1: but that's where it's been like culturally that appropriate, and niche. it's it's being that the
0: serves an incredible niche that's not being met.
1: I would argue that like those are traditional places or those are highly religious places is, would, would be my best guess. They're either people who like for whatever reason have to be sober or it's been in the culture for so long and it's just something that's offered in the market that's so old that like people just do it. And again, it's like seltzer, right? At what point did people in the Americas around the turn of the century decide, I just want to put CO2 in my water and have it be fizzy. And then like what made people keep doing that? Like, I don't know. Like, then they put flavors in it. Then they made soda. Then they did all this shit. Like, some people still, like, want to drink seltzer. That's cool. But there's all this other better shit now at this point. Like, why would you just drink seltzer? And if you just like that, that's fine. I just think that, that I think the the size of the market and the appeal of, like, and the way it appeals to people is, like, I don't know. Like, if you, again, you just told me you drank a porter. I, and so it was I'm a
0: having a really hard time having this conversation with you because you don't work in the beer industry. Okay. Maybe we need to bring somebody else on that I work with that thinks this is as great as I do that doesn't understand what it's not like to feel pressured to drink. Yeah, but I don't think
1: <laughs> Here's what What I'm... do you
0: you are in your 30s. What do you do with your friends? What's the number one thing you do with all of your friends? Drink, right? That's what you do. That's what we do. That's what people who live in a city do. They go out and they drink. They drink and they dance and they have fun. They go to sports. Everything we do, concerts, sports, everything we do is still synonymous with drinking. And I think it's very cool that there are breweries out there that are like, hey man, we understand there's this whole pocket of people that don't want to drink. People with non-alcoholic preferences and all they're getting at the end of their day is fucking fizzy ass water. Exactly what you were just saying. And they're like, hey, we actually want to create an entire line of beers like everybody else has access to with every other brewery they like. And we're going to be non-alcoholic. Okay. I think that's really so cool. Let's, so
1: let's expand this out a little bit, let's take your your let's take your whole thing full throttle, right? Let's make non-alcoholic wine. Let's make non-alcoholic whiskey. They already and do let's that. Like throw it all. They into already the do that shit. And I'm saying, if they're doing that already, it's so small that I barely hear about it. And what I'm saying is, is that I think there's nothing wrong in these articles in the sense. And the projections that they're giving, like, they're really small. Like, they're really small in terms of the entire, like, like, amount of income that the market generates. And I think that is just basically saying someone will buy it because it appeals to someone. I'm just saying it's such a small percentage of people. And I don't think... Again, if you want if you want my brewer's standpoint on it, I sure. don't understand why I would go through all the effort of making beer where one of the outcomes, which is the alcohol content, is deciding the flavor profile of my beer. Why would I make you again? What you said in the beginning, a lighter, more watered down version of it. Like it's now not what I'm trying to make it and it's
0: not watered down so let's go over the actual way and i did want your opinion on this because you're a brewer let's that's go over the way that people make p- 0.5 and under abv that is what is considered not something forget that's not alcohol you add to it that Correct. makes
1: it continue and eat okay so i am sugars. on that's how you make brute ipa i'm
0: on well brewing <laughs> well being brewing company's website and these guys have been around for a mad long like five years based out of missouri and they literally tell you how they brew non-alcoholic beer. So it says, historically, non-alcoholic beers are made in one of two ways. You can either one, stop fermentation, or two, boil the alcohol off. So please explain to me what that means. Because I don't um, even understand what that means.
1: I So basically, you get all the alcohol you need out of the beer... And if you are, I mean, in this case, you're getting whatever the ABV is going to be, and then you bring it back to a boil and you boil the alcohol off.
0: Like when you cook with liquor wine. Yeah. You're cooking all you that. You evaporate it. It
1: evaporates off. before water boils. So you just like.
0: So that's how you make non alcoholic That's beer. how you get the vodka flavor. You actually in your vodka brew sauce a beer. Yeah, you actually brew a beer and then you boil it to get. All of the alcohol.
1: Now, off. you who, who's a Cicerone and understand the brewing process, what do you think is going to do to the beer? Or what do you think that's going to do? It's going
0: to reduce, doesn't it reduce? Like when you deal with sauces, it reduces and makes it thicker. So I can't see that being a bad thing with beer.
1: It's doing a bunch of shit to the beer. The now the the like the balance to your like again. I am the sure these guys feel have a yeah. the body exactly, and that's
0: you're, why what you were saying is break, true. Hop- I was saying the beer I tasted was really. Are you gonna thin. hop it again? Yeah, because I would, it or at least
1: yeah, that's actually really interesting. Like you are gonna okay. degradate the hops and shit, so everything's gonna be more plainer and like more destroyed. It's like you, again when you cook meat, right? Right,
0: as how you have or to have veggies, a basic. Anything. You have to have a basic. Your scope of style can't be as nearly as wide as what a normal brewer can play with your scope has to be very small
1: i'd be making lagers things that are pale and light anyway and then the thing that you're getting as a result is a slightly favored seltzer that's why i'm fucking shitting on this so fucking hard because it's like yo again at that So i would
0: actually like you to taste we don't have any today unfortunately but i was blind taste tested on uh this brewery out of connecticut called athletic brewing And that's their whole thing is they try to make beers that support people who have an athletic lifestyle. I was blind tasted these beers. And again, I I would never have guessed in a million years that these beers were non-alcoholic beers. But you said they were undercarbonated and light. (laughs) Light embodied and undercarbonated. That was my criticism. But at the end of the day, they still tasted like craft beers to me. (laughs) If you told me they were non-alcoholic beers, I would have told you to shut the fuck up. Shut your (laughs) face. I would have never guessed that, ever. Which means they're at least doing something right because they're appealing to somebody who likes craft beer, yeah, rather than just somebody who wants to drink a fucking Buckler or a Klaus dollar or fucking Bex, right? <laughs> that's a that's I think that's a huge achievement,
1: I really do. And I think you're only speaking to the people who, at the end of the d- at the end of the day, they're saying to themselves, "I just don't want to get drunk, I just want to hang out." And I think if they're truly saying, "I feel like I have to drink" at that point, again, they should be talking to somebody about that. You've never, you've never experienced that in your life you've
0: never experienced that in your life where you go out to a bar or you go out to a party and you're drinking water i'm interested to hear what you have to say about about f- feeling pressured to think that you have to drink around a group of people one that's a celebratory time i go out with people constantly who get ridiculed for drinking water around people who are drinking wine beer or liquor Okay. Have you never been approached by somebody at a social event where you weren't drinking where somebody made a comment about you drinking water? Have you Has that never happened to you? No. I can't believe that to be true. I absolutely cannot believe that to be true. No. It happens all the time. It happens every single time I go out with anybody ever, any day.
2: Yeah, but you work and in the industry.
0: Being a woman, when someone sees me drinking water, they automatically ask me if I'm pregnant, which is fucked up. <laughs> it's a sexist fucking double standard
1: okay well how do you anyway really
0: feel? <laughs> anyway i would also like to really bring up this topic uh the philly voice did this really awesome article i think you would be super interested in this being a psych major it's they did actual brain scans on people who drank non-alcoholic beer versus people who drank alcoholic beer yeah and the brain scan showed zero difference
1: yeah that's fucked which up. Means that's not a good thing. Get, that's which means you don't get, which means
0: you don't get actual pleasure centers stimulated in your brain drinking alcoholic beverages, as opposed to drinking not. Alcoholic no, beverages. no,
1: no, no, no. I think you're misinterpreting the data. I think what you really should be looking at is that. That means that's confirmation to that person that they get the enjoyment out of the hanging out with people, not the drinking. Like that's more proof that like they're more. It's socially a place- it's pressured. A effect. Yeah, I mean, it's more—it's more it's of more the sense that like, <laughs> it's more of the why they're drinking.
0: It's not. Oh my god! It's—it's it's the chemistry of it. It's, it's showing that people who drink don't have any more brain stimulation than people who do not drink.
1: I'm saying it's like the, you're stimulating pleasure sensors of your brain, Correct. right? And you're saying they're firing the same as when it's alcoholic and when it's non-alcoholic. Correct. What I'm saying is is that they're craving the actual sensation of being with people so much that that's also part of the problem. So, And you mix a depressant. Again, it's why people are drinking. It's the motivation to drink. So it's don't what you about think it, these it's people it's like the are making
0: non-alcoholic like, beer are great?
1: No, I would think that it means that you're increasing this like feeling of having to do something because that's what you're supposed to be doing. It's like an anxiety. So again, it's <laughs> it's the why you're doing something. I think you're doing seeing
0: it. everything classically from the glasses
1: half full perspective. Sure. Would you ever brew a non-alcoholic beer? No, I'm never going to waste the time of spending why? an entire day making something why? that's just going to be non-alcoholic.
0: What if I told you that promise you like... 50 more people interested in what you had
1: to do? Uh, I would not want to even risk taking a process that I know how to do and then reboiling it, which is deteriorating said process. And I guess I could add chemicals to it to make it ferment all the way out. But I don't know.
0: So it's never something you would try if, to like if, tinker right, so with. He, he, then no, I was going to
1: say, here's here's how I'll say it from a homebrewing perspective. If someone told me like, hey, I've always wanted to try your beers, but like I don't drink for X, Y, or Z reason. Like I don't have a freaking, what's that thing that every, a gallbladder or whatever, and it could hurt my stomach or like whatever. I can't drink. Make me a beer. I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll do that for you. Like that I th- find legitimate reason in. But someone's just request. like. If someone's just like, Hey, like sorry, I'm like totally not in a beer. Can you just make me one anyway and like totally do it? I'd be like, Honestly, no. I don't want to do that for you. It <laughs> doesn't
0: like tickle your balls to know there's like this giant segment of the market that's not being serviced right now that you could potentially contribute I to. Think that's a very large a very large part of the pie.
1: I just think if people, again, it's like the same with with vegetarians. I feel like if I were ever to truly go vegetarian, I would want to like embrace the things that I'm eating. I wouldn't want to try to make them be things that I used Sub- to eat. Substitutes. Right. Yeah. So
0: you're saying if you don't want to drink, you should just drink water.
1: Or just do something else. like people make non-alcoholic cocktails, which are like concoctions of things like different juice blends and like shit. Like there's a bunch of cool stuff to explore a bunch of different D's and shit. Like there's so much stuff you can make your own soda. Like again, I talked about it before. If I like, like dared you to
0: make a non-alcoholic beer, would you try it?
1: I'd make you a soda. Yeah, yeah. No, no. If soda I, with if soda I soda straight up thing. gave
0: you the task to brew a non-alcoholic beer and I would want to taste this against other non-alcoholic beers now keep in mind peroni's (laughs) making one heineken's (laughs) making one perhaps Blue ribbon's making one hard pass
1: so you would never ever no interest you don't want to take part in this zero interest they can make it i'm cool again this is lost on me i i don't understand why and again i i don't know if it's also my like it's like i don't know the perspective that i have i don't I more worry about why someone feels the need to drink something that looks and appears like beer, but it's not beer to feel included. That's what worries me.
0: That's life, dude. (laughs) That's why people who are recovering alcoholics can't be around other people who drink
1: understood they, a, they've lost the control all, but that doesn't mean they have to pretend into to do the it
0: social aspect of things it's socialism it's social uh, aspect man. like you're n- inc- you're incredibly naive and silly <laughs> mm-hmm. for not recognizing and understanding the way the mind works with this people want to feel socially included the only reason why people drink is because they want their inhibitions lowered so they can be more social more funny more this more that and i'm telling you straight up there's been a study a a, a brain scan study saying that there's nothing differentiating between non-alcoholic and alcoholic beer i think that's incredible i think if you can give somebody uh, this service in their (laughs) life to feel like they're a part of something when they're still like (laughs) honoring what they want to do i think that's the best thing in the world i think
1: you need to revisit the study and look at what areas of the brain they were looking at and whether they were just looking at like pure pleasure or they were looking at the state of being drunk because i think those are two different things and again i think when you look at it as the state of being pleasure of having pleasure when you're talking about individuals consuming something or having to feel the need to consume something to fill that state of pleasure i think the reason why they're filling that emotion is wrong and I think that that needs to be talked about and those connections should never be made. That's my personal opinion. And what I'm saying is is that I don't think non-alcoholic beer is just targeting that market. I think they are targeting, like you're saying, women who are pregnant and like women who... No, Or like false. men who can't false. drink anymore because they're substance abusers or... Cool. Like I think that's a very specific market. So again, the need will be there and the drinks will go out. I just don't think... I don't think saying that drinking is only a byproduct of being social and feeling pressured to be social is something healthy to be said. I think some people just drink for the taste of it like like anybody can agree to. But I think when you take the extra step to saying, I need to make a non-alcoholic version of this so that people can feel included. I think
0: that's it's not problem. so people can feel included. It's so people who don't want to drink alcohol can still experience all of the positive things that craft brewers are doing.
1: So you're it's saying. It's an inclusive
0: thing. <laughs> I think that's really
1: cool. want someone to make them a product that's crafted to them. And you're saying. That no, that's someone
0: craft. That's craft
1: right, beer. So you're saying craft beer should be able to be experienced by the person who even doesn't drink alcohol. Yeah.
0: Because their options are limited to like literally three things. So I'm seeing those people who are going out there and want to brew a non-alcoholic beer in the same traditions and ways that a craft brewer approaches it versus a macro brewer is super cool.
1: And what I'm saying is, is that people who aren't drinking alcohol at all have plenty of other things that they can experiment and drink with. And it doesn't have to be things that stimulate alcoholic beverages. That's all I'm saying. We're but if very they want that their
0: options right now are extremely limited at least they have options and i think it's really <laughs> cool that people understand that and they're exploring that niche and like everyone from super tiny little pocket craft breweries all the way up to peroni and heineken and amstel are doing zero point zero alcohol yeah it's gonna become a thing okay This also has to be carried over like second part thing. Because I don't think that you're the right person have this conversation. Two
1: sides of a debate. Yeah, we should have one side from a beer perspective and one side from a brewer's perspective.
0: Yeah, I just think it's really cool that people want to be doing this.
1: It's cool that people want to offer someone something that tastes like beer but isn't beer. But I don't know. That's fine. I I have no problem with it. I just don't. It's not my thing. I wouldn't. I don't know. Done and done.
0: All right, well, let's carry this conversation over 2.0 with somebody who cares about it. I'll get J3PO <laughs> on here. We'll kick you off. Yeah, we'll he do can a f- special episode without you. can fill
1: both. Yeah, I'll take a backseat on that episode. Great.
0: So stay tuned, guys, to have somebody who actually cares about the topics we
1: talk about. All right. <laughs> Until next time. uh...